I mean, it's incredible to see what that power of bravery can really do. And welcome back to another episode of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast brought to you by Vesta. I am your host, Sue Freck. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we will explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity and come away a happier and smarter marketer. I'm so thrilled to have this opportunity to speak with the leader of a nonprofit organization and one that aligns so well with my core values. The theme this week is bravery, and the nonprofit is called Today I'm Brave. It's born out of a project this organization has turned one good deed into a mission statement, founded by David Angelo, who is also the founder of David and Goliath, the agency. The first act was sending a simple letter of bravery, and this turned into life-changing events and causing inspiration to spread throughout the community. With me today is Lindsay Stein. Lindsay is the CEO and first full-time hire with the organization. Lindsay has a very long and successful career in publishing and as a journalist. She started as a reporter and journalist, working her way up to her most recent position as editor of Campaign, the world's largest trade for advertising, marketing, creativity in the U.S. market. She's bringing her strong relationships, powerful storytelling, and hard work ethic to Today I'm Brave, with a plan to put them on the map in a broader and even more impactful way. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of the Happy Marketer Connection. I am so excited to have Lindsay Stein here. Usually, Lindsay, you're sitting on the other end interviewing me, and it's really exciting to have uh, an opportunity to talk to you. Thank you so much. And yes, I know, right? The tables have turned. But I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. So this is a really exciting opportunity and role for you. Um, can you just talk about Today I'm Brave, you know, really you're the first full-time hire, you're their CEO. What prompted you to move from your roles in publishing to leading a nonprofit startup? Oh man, um, yeah, it was quite a jump. I mean, I loved my uh, time as a journalist. Um, I was a journalist for a little over 10 years. Um, and I loved the work that we were doing a campaign when I was the editor there. and it kind of came down to, I was focusing on what was, what were some of like the key parts that I was most excited about at campaign. And I loved that we were building out these kind of pillars that were our main focus at campaign. So when I joined, I focused on gender equality, um, diversity and inclusion and uh, ageism and purposeful marketing, cause marketing. So we were building out awards around that and we were doing things like maternity paternity reports where we were you know trying to hold the industry accountable and that was the type of work that i, I loved the most i mean i also love the storytelling of course and uh, networking and all of that so when this opportunity came up um, and david angelo is the one who founded uh he founded today i'm brave about four years ago and he also is the founder of david and goliath and they're two separate entities but they both have that um kind of brave mantra and uh, brave values so we like i've known him for about six years and i was just talking about you know next steps what i'm going to do maybe next in my career and when he talked about this opportunity it was something i just felt like i couldn't let go of, especially at a time in the world where, you know, there's such, it's such a crazy time right now. And I feel like the world could use a little more bravery. And I hope that we can help kind of unlock that and help kids and teens and youth unlock their own bravery and get past fear. Cause I feel like on the other side of fear, there's so much goodness and so much you can do with yourself. And once you get that, you can help the world. 
Yeah, it's just amazing. And it's so great that you can do amazing work and also do good. I love, I love that combination. So let's talk about Today I'm Brave. Can you talk about how it got started and really share a little bit more about um, what the organization is? Totally. So what we say is like our first Brave Act uh, actually was at the core around youth. Um, and even though it maybe the initial mission statement wasn't just around kids, teens, and youth, it actually is where it all started. So it makes sense that we're refining the mission now. So our first brave act was to inspire children, specifically in a community in Sierra Leone that was devastated by civil war and the Ebola virus. Um, both had completely wiped out a generation of adults, leaving hundreds of children to fend for themselves and their siblings. And they were facing these hardships and death and starvation and it was just, it's just so incredibly sad. And we partnered with this organization called Shine on Sierra Leone, and it was founded by Tiffany Persons, who's actually on our board of directors now. And we partnered with her and this elementary school called Muddy Lotus, where we went in and we did this educational curriculum and basically just sent these messages of bravery. And now like we're, we're um, building a library there, we're calling it a brave library. We uh, really helped that whole, um, this whole village. And we're also um, helping 63, we call them the brave 63 or 63 brave, I think actually is what we call them. And we're helping them all go to college. Um, these wow. 63 orphans. Yeah. So, I mean, it started there um, and the work that they did there was just incredible. And from there it evolved over the four years where they started doing work with uh, the Children's Hospital of LA you know, to inspire those children who were fighting these serious health issues. Um, they started creating these uh, brave workshops, which um, now falls under one of our new kind of pillars, which we're calling like our education pillar. But these brave workshops where we're going into high schools in LA and creating these in-depth cur curriculums, specifically for ninth graders, because it's such a transitional year. Uh, we were really like coming into your own. And we did work with Covenant House around homeless youth and uh, also 100 Roofs, which we went to Puerto Rico and we helped rebuild um, 100 Roofs for families who lost their homes due to Hurricane um, Maria and Irma. Um, and we raised over a million dollars for that initiative and helped them learn how to even rebuild their own homes and also rebuild the homes with them and with Heart 9-11. So coming from that, we have all of this amazing uh, history and stuff that we've done over the past four years. And then my new role here is to kind of take all of what we've done and push it forward. And what's the next step and kind of refocus that mission statement. That's amazing. I mean, they've done so much in a really short period of time, which is incredible. And, and I know, and you've only been with the organization a little over a month. Um, and I know we've spoken about all the things, which I can't wait to talk about all the things that you're putting in place. So can you talk a little bit about what those three pillars are, maybe how, how you came up with what the three pillars are, because there's so many areas that need help today. Oh man, yeah, I mean, that, that was, a, it's hard, right? That was one of the hardest things. I, I did just a lot of talks and, you know, Zooms, and um, we use Microsoft, Microsoft Teams a lot, so a lot of Teams um, with <laughs> all the people who have been part of the organization, and they're just so incredibly passionate, like, you know, David and the entire team, behind him. So what we decided on, we landed on these pillars of inspiration and change, and it's around diversity, equity, and inclusion, education, and health and wellness. So in each of those pillars, we're going to focus on one main activation per year, and we, but we can change the focus of it. So for example, under diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, basically the key around that is that we believe that a more diverse and inclusive future the key to get that is to focus on today's children and youth and to help young children, young people of all backgrounds and cultures come together and share their voices so they can be the next leaders of, you know, the next generation. 
So we're going to be launching something called the Brave Grant, and we still are finalizing the details around that. We are likely going to partner with another uh, nonprofit, and it's going to focus on scholarships for um, Black and um, people of color, diversity, and LGBTQ uh, teens and youth, but we are definitely still kind of in the working process of that. Uh, but then, you know, under under education, we had something called the Brave Workshops, which we had been um, building out. So we're going to keep going with that. And we're hopefully going to be rolling that out in more high schools around the country and maybe some colleges. And we're also going to be doing a Brave Summer Camp next summer, which I'm super pumped about. And we just talked to a partner, which it looks like we're going to be joining like up with. And we believe in, you know, all boats rise together. So uh, these partnerships are just really fantastic. So hopefully that will be great. And that's about getting underprivileged kids around the U.S. to go to the summer camp where it's hopefully two to three weeks and we're going to do things around anti-bullying and just unlocking that bravery and certain like team building exercises and enjoying the outdoors. And we'll be building out a curriculum around that. Um, and then health and wellness. Um, we're going to be, we're also in the early stages of this, but it looks like our focus for this year, or I guess next year, because it's almost the end of this year, but for 2021, the main focus will be around homeless youth and getting the homeless youth, not just homes, but the main focus will be to get them jobs so that they can sustain these jobs, help them get interviews, actually get the job. And once they get that job, you know, get them housing and making sure that they're um, on their feet and have, you know, a future ahead of them. So those are, yeah, those are our main amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I, what I loved about even, you know, speaking with you and anyone listening really should go to your website because you can see all these incredible stories is that it's not just the donation. You know, you're really helping the actual uh, participants and the, the beneficiaries get involved and making a difference in their life and, and changing their life from, from having that um, touch point from all of the people that can help them. So I love that it's not just a donation to people, but you're talking about getting, getting youth jobs and helping them put them out into the real world so that they can become self-sufficient one day versus uh, accepting a donation. So I think that's an incredible part of what you're doing. You've touched on a little bit about a new mission statements. Can you just give us some insights to either what it is or, or why you switched the mission statement era or formulating it a little bit differently? Yeah, I think it's, it's more that we're kind of um, focusing it a little more because right, like right now, if you go to the website, which we'll be updating, uh, it, it basically talks about unlocking bravery within all individuals and organizations around the world, which of course, like that would be amazing. But when you go back to our roots, it really is around um, kids, teens and youth. So, you know, ages of zero to, you know, 24 plus, you know, I mean, youth is also a mind state. So I guess you could take that in a number of ways. But basically now our mission is we are dedicated to unlocking bravery in the youth of today so they can take on the biggest challenges of tomorrow. Because that generation is, you know, they're going to be the next leaders. They're going to be the ones that make the world a better place. Um, so we really want to focus on kids, teens and youth. Amazing. Yeah. And, and the focus does help because there's, again, there's so many organizations and people yeah. that need help, but it does certainly help you, you focus. You also touched a little bit on the education component, but you and I had spoken about Brave EDU and just some of the education. You were able to launch just that one program. Can you talk about what that one program was and how you might scale in the future, whether we become a completely virtual world and stay, or we actually are able to go back into the real world. Can you talk about that education component a little more? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so they started launching um, Brave Workshops and they partnered specifically at first with LOXA, which is um, LA uh, High School for the Arts. Uh, and it's a leading um, arts high school in Los Angeles. And they built out this really in-depth curriculum. And the whole curriculum is designed to unlock Brave Breeding students and empower them to become leaders. And it was doing really well. And then, of course, COVID hit. Um, and we haven't tried the virtual uh, version yet, um, but we are trying to figure out how to do that going forward. I actually have a call with um, this woman who's amazing. Her name is Goli, and she is helping us kind of build out this curriculum so that we can roll it out, hopefully, to more schools. Um, and like I said, we were focusing on high school for now because we feel like those are the years where you really do come into your own. And um, I mean, they're hard years, those teen years, or you're figuring out who you are. And yeah, so that's going to be kind of the focus. And hopefully, we'll roll that out. And maybe we'll also do some work with um, freshmen in college once we kind of nail that down. And more specifically, the program itself, is it a one course? Is it one day? What is it? Or is it actually going to this high school? What does it look like? Yeah, so they so they start that a little bit before I joined. Yeah. Um, and at the time, it was going in, um, it was actually going into the into LOXA. And it was more than one day. And it was a it was like a curriculum where we almost wanted it to be like a like a course, like a class. But now I'm not quite sure how it's going to evolve. But we are focusing on that and it's a I mean it's exciting it's definitely exciting to build that out and to build the brave camp which will also have its own curriculum which the workshop will be part of so yeah we're uh we're focusing we'll definitely kind of refocus that soon yeah that's great so the pandemic I mean obviously this is an amazing time to be in an organization that can help um locally globally it's affected so many people uprooted so many people what I loved about you know your pillars that they're broad enough that you can pivot and put programs together quickly to help those that have been affected by you know COVID-19. Can you explain what the Empathy Mask program is and sort of the idea behind that as well? Definitely. So yeah, Empathy Masks, um, we are actually launching the full campaign next week. And so that's it's really exciting. Uh, the masks on the front of it say, I care about you. And the whole kind of purpose of this is like, it's not easy to wear the mask. People don't want to wear them, but we want to reframe the conversation. And we want the reason that people come together to be around empathy. So it's about caring for each other as opposed to just to, you know, caring for ourselves. And in order to heal and to bridge this divide and to have better understanding, we have to realize that we are stronger together. So the packs come in um, two. So each, like, each pack comes with two masks. And the whole point is to share one with a friend or family member or even a stranger. And we're donating 50% of the proceeds to um, select partners. So our partners are, right now, there are about six different uh, shelters and orphanages. Like one is Lotus House in Miami. One is Hollywood Food Coalition in LA. Another one is the Ruth Ellis Center in Detroit. We're, we're having some of our brave ambassadors, uh, like Nakia Phoenix, um, who's amazing. She has done a lot with us before and shared a lot of her stories around how to overcome anxiety. And she's just really uh, brave and really embodies that like brave mindset. So she's partnering with us and she's going to hand deliver these masks in Atlanta, where she lives, to Lotus Ladies, which is um, an organization that helps empower young women. And we're also partnering with uh, Children's uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's Children's Shelter, I believe it's called, uh, or Children's Atlanta Center. It's a really big shelter in Atlanta for children. So we're going to be partnering with both of them. We're donating masks to them, uh, and they're going to hand those masks out to the volunteers that are there, to the kids and teens who show up. And from there, we're hoping to drive buzz so that people will go to our website and buy masks themselves for their own family members, for their own you know loved ones. And then when they go to select 
you know, where, who they want to buy for, they can select which uh, shelter or organization they want the 50% of the proceeds to go to. Drop down, yeah, and we might add um, a national one on there, so it's like there's a little more national focus. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically like, let's just show each other how much we care and take a mask and share it. And what I love, again, in working with you is that reframing that story. So putting a, a positive spin on it and, and talking about the mask is actually about caring for others. And it's about doing good because by buying it, you can, of course, make a donation. So um, uh, that's just, a, 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 again, another brilliant way of integrating um, your programs. And what's this Brave 24-7 program? You know, how will you decide how to use resources since there are so many people that need help? Yeah, so um, Brave 24-7 was, um, it was a name I kind of brainstormed right, right when I joined because, like I said, like we, we have so many passionate people who are part of Today and Brave and want to help, you know, all sorts of different causes out there. So if there is something unforeseen like, a pandemic or, a, you know, a, a man-made or natural disaster, we want to be able to help in any way that we can, even if it maybe falls a little bit outside of our mission statement. So that's what the Brave 24-7 arm is about. And it kind of actually goes back to the 100 Roofs project was, um, you know, it was for families. So obviously kids were part of that, but it was not just for kids. It was for adults too, who were really devastated and lost everything um, from Hurricane Maria and Irma. So that was like, and that's kind of an example of Brave 24-7, we're always on because, you know, we want to help unlock that bravery within everybody as well as we can. Um, so when there are other natural disasters or man-made disasters, uh, we'll try to use our resources as best we can to help. And the Empathy Mass program kind of fits into that as well. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And again, the ability to pivot quickly is amazing and, and, and help people in, in real time. So, you know, you have such great experience, connections from your past roles. Um, how are you going to be leveraging or networking? Is it time, resources, donations? What are your thoughts? And I'm sure that was one of the reasons that David was so excited to have you. Um, but can you talk a little bit about that piece? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so it's the number of ways. So in the simplest sense would be to definitely have some people who I'm connected to, whether it's, you know, CMO or agency people or other nonprofits share their brave stories. Um, we have a whole section on the website around brave stories because, you know, when people are open about what bravery means to them, uh, that helps, you know, kids and teens and just, you know, to hear what that means and obstacles they over have overcome. We even had a brave um, step and repeat last year at the uh, the Emmys, and we were able to just you know interview some celebrities about what does bravery mean to them. Um, so being able to kind of you know do that, and then uh, on a bigger scale, um, we're definitely going to be um, hopefully getting some brand partners to join us. David has a lot of connections as well. Obviously, working at David and Goliath and like running that agency, uh, and a lot of the donations in the past have been from marketers who just you know, want to do good and it kind of aligns with their values. So kind of tapping into some of those brand marketers who feel like we want to help with, you know, DE&I and kids or really believe in this education platform we're putting together, um, whether it is like, you know, financial donations or resources. Uh, yeah, so that would be um, kind of it or even offering, you know, mentorship speeches, etc. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And I'm sure it, you'll definitely get a handful of even listeners today or people you're working with that want to help. That's what I love about it. People are so willing to help once you just reach out and ask, ask them for it. You know, so talking about like your roles, your individual role, you know, you've done so much in a short period of time, but 
what do you see as like the greatest difference between where you were at you know, campaign or even your roles before in journalism from what you're doing today and the work you're doing at a nonprofit? So really the for-profit versus nonprofit, what do you see for yourself as being that greatest difference? Oh, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking to um, my old coworker, uh, Ollie, who... Oh, I love Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, uh, his might be a little different than, than working at a nonprofit now because he's on the agency side. But what I, we were talking about the differences. And I said, I think the biggest difference for me right now is that I'm very used to that, like, instant gratification of, like, interviewing somebody, writing a story, like, getting the story up that day or the next day. Um, and, you know, I'm noticing that these things that we're trying to do really do take time. So we have like a year plan, a two year plan, a three year plan, a five year plan, like, and we're building all of this out and kind of being patient um, is being, <laughs> the hardest thing for me so far, but I want to like, you know, go, go, go and get so much done. But I have to realize, like, take a step back, like this isn't going to happen overnight. That's why I'm excited that this mass program at least is launching next week because that's exciting. Uh, and we're doing a lot with social media. Um, but yeah, definitely that uh, <laughs> being patient. <laughs> I always say that, like, I remember early in my career when, you know, you have to give the one, what's your negative quality? And I would always say I'm impatient because I oh, yeah. am and you are too, but, but, you know, it is a positive. I mean, it's how we get stuff done and we want results. We're results driven, but I would always, always say I'm just impatient. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, Sue's so impatient. Don't go to her for that. But I do know that it's what drives you and it's certainly what drives me. So I can appreciate that, of course. And then, you know, so there is some red tape because even the bigger the donation or the larger the organization or company you're working with, it takes time for them to get approvals for things. So I can get that, which brings me to the Brave Grants. I mean, this is going to be a bigger project. Can you talk a little bit about what yeah. that, that is? Yeah. Um... So we are still building it out, so I can't talk about it too much, but it is going to fall under the uh, DE&I pillar. Um, and we did have a big call yesterday. We have another one later today that's going to be kind of really figuring out how we want to go about this grant program. And right now we're just trying to figure out if it's going to be scholarship focused for uh, you know diverse youth or if it's going to be helping them fund ideas or, or help people fund ideas to help you know underprivileged communities or diverse uh, diverse communities. So right now it's just kind of figuring out what problem we're solving. Um, but the goal is to raise a million dollars for that uh, or more and partner hopefully with some brands and some philanthropists who believe in the cause. So it's almost like we're kind of creating this brief for ourselves. Like what, what problem are we trying to solve with DEI? Because there are so many issues we could focus on, but we're, we're kind of leaning towards either the scholarship aspect or helping um, at least them ha helping certain amount of kids and you know teens have access to the scholarship and granting them money. But then again, like the innovative ideas is also a really cool uh, avenue to go down. So we're, we do a lot of brainstorming sessions around it. And um, it really is amazing how those brainstorm sessions are so good because you have so many different people. You like have like, oh, we'll dial in another person and be like, oh, let's get this person on the phone and see what they have to say about it. And then you kind of think about things differently. So hopefully we'll have that completely narrowed down, but that will be a program. Um, we're hoping to launch it this year before the end of the year, but it would run into next year, of course. Of course, yeah, it's because those take a long time. I love, I sit on the board of my old, um, my alma mater and they have, University of Delaware, and they have this program, the Diamond Challenge, and it's students that get their startups funded. And it's incredible. It's a global challenge, but one section of it is nonprofits. And it is 
amazing the programs that and their high school students that come up with and then of course they, they can get funded so i love you know scholarship makes so much sense because obviously you can educate the future but it is interesting and i always think of you know when you were at campaign even your process for how you ran um the the nominations and then the the selection of some of the winners for your you know um different awards it's just it's incredible when you get those ideas and people submitting ideas so it'll be really interesting to see where you net out but I certainly um, have seen some incredible ideas come from, you know, teenagers themselves. It's, it's really amazing. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I'm so excited about that. I'm excited for, you know, when we do decide what route we're going down and really like diving in. And I mean, I can't wait to just, you know, meet some of these teens and kids and everything too. Yeah, yeah, so inspiring. Interested in building a home for your audience? Our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. To learn more, visit us at vesta-go.com. Which brings me to, you know, this is the Happy Marketer Connection podcast. So a positive story and that you are a storyteller, so I'm sure you have lots of them, but can you just share a story, even if it's one of the brave stories that's just had an impact or a couple stories that have had an impact on you? Oh man, there are so many. I mean, um, I'm going to tell two and cheat, but one, one will be <laughs> short. One is, um, there's this girl, this, she's amazing. Uh, her name's Tilly Lockie. She is a 14 and she lives in Newcastle. Um, and they call her bionic girl. She was born with a disease where she lost both arms, like very, very young, like a, as an infant. And she now works with this company called Open Bionic where she wears these prosthetic arms, which are incredible. She can do so much with them, but she spends her time going around doing these motivational speeches and talks to help other kids who've lost arms and legs and limbs. And um, it, she's just incredibly inspiring. And her uh, team reached out to me probably like a week into my into this new gig, just saying that they saw what Today Brave is all about and they want her to be part of our Brave Ambassador program where she shares her Brave story. So she's in the process right now of filming her story and sending it to us about, you know, what bravery means to her um, so that she can help other kids and teens. And talking to her on the phone was just so incredible. I mean, she's just such an amazingly inspiring uh, young girl. So that like that's like one example. And then if we go back to even how Today and Brave started and the fact that it was this heart-centered movement and that well, I wasn't there at the time, but like, you know, hearing the team talk about it, it's just incredible. We were 7,000 miles away. And a few months after they did all this work there, uh, they sent a video um, of the children telling how that brave story and this message of bravery, and they would wear brave shirts and everything, how that really transformed them. And David even will tell people all the time, like, it wasn't just kids. There was even like women in this town who meet me a little more shy or because like culturally wouldn't talk up uh, against, you know, talk up to men or talk, you know, say what was on their mind. And they said to, they said to the team that this brave shirts and this brave mantra that we were um, instilling in them really helped have them speak their mind. And just, I mean, it's incredible to see what that power of bravery can really do. Yeah. I have so many, I have so many like stories. <laughs> I actually, someone DM'd me on Instagram and she was wearing one of our brave t-shirts and oh my she, God. This literally happened two days ago. 
And she said, just so you know, I'm going in for surgery tomorrow. They found cancer cells um, in a certain part of her body. And she was like, I'm going in for surgery, but I'm wearing this t-shirt tomorrow. <gasps> I just got goosebumps. Oh my God. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love that. And it's just, again, that empowerment that the one word has so much meaning, but oh my God, I literally got goosebumps from that. That's know, incredible. So incredible. And yes, and we certainly want to help um, any way we can and get involved, but that's for others, you know, listening. How can you know, you have marketers listening, agencies, partners of ours. How can people help or get involved? What's your recommendation? Definitely. I mean, so, and like, I'll say this right away. I know, I think you said this earlier, there's nothing too big or too small. Like, honestly, it could be sharing your brave story with us. Um, whether there's obviously like a contact us on the, the website, but everyone listening probably like knows me at this point. And like my email is on my Twitter. <laughs> Lindsay.stein at todayandbrave.org. It's really easy. Like people could email me, you can DM me on Instagram. And it, whether it's telling a brave story, whether it's hearing one of these pillars that you're really interested in and wanting to become a sponsor of it, um, I mean, that would be amazing, of course. Um, and even if it's offering some, you know, some resources, we have this one um, man named David Thornhill who's been incredible. And he reached out and was like, I believe in your mission. And he's a creative in the industry. And he's doing some pro bono work for us, just helping editing some videos and putting infographics together. Um, honestly, all of that is incredible. And it really is like, I am so grateful to have people offering to help in any of those ways. So feel free to reach out to me anytime. Oh, good. Oh, good. And I'm sure people will. So do you have a final thought, a comment, a closing for the podcast? I think it's just that I really do believe that if we let go of some of our fears, whether they're even like silly things like being afraid to speak your mind or um, being afraid to do karaoke, uh, well, not virtual karaoke, but <laughs> or anything like that, I, I really feel like it helps empower you to become the best version of yourself. So yeah, I would say to kind of get have any fears in your brain and just embrace them because that will help unlock that bravery within you. And it really is so powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. And I did say that was the last question, but I do have one more. When you look back 12 months from now, will now be 11 months. When you look back and you've been there a year, um, what does success look like for you? What, what will you say is, okay, I, I accomplished these things. Well, in a like one thing off the bat would be launching each of those activations in each of the pillars. So the Brave Camp, the Brave Grant, and the, we're calling it 100 Jobs, but that's the one for homeless uh, youth um, to get them jobs. So if we launch all of those and hopefully get people on board to help us, you know, make those happen. If I mean, that's what I really want to do. I want to launch those. I want to be able to raise enough money. Um, at least we're hoping a million at each so that we can, you know, help as many people as we can. So Hopefully we're talking a year from now and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Sue, we did so much this year. We were able to launch this. We helped X amount of kids here. We helped this amount of kids go to a camp for the first time. Um, that as well as just hearing more of these brave stories and meeting more people. Yeah, I love it. And I will have you back on 11 months. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and David Angelo one day too as well. Oh my gosh, that would be really fun. Definitely. Yes, yes. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. Your work is incredible. I'm so excited for this next adventure in your life and what you're going to bring to the world. So I'm really excited about Today I'm Brave and thank you so much for being my guest. Oh, thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing the Brave stories and of course, all of the great work that you're doing at Today I'm Brave. I look forward to getting involved and hopefully listeners as well. 
So if you want to hear more stories and lessons from happy marketers, please be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solutions deliver community-powered marketing to elevate your digital presence, deliver predictive insights, and transform your consumers into lasting brand advocates. We know this is an ever-fast-changing world, and Vesta is here to help you future-proof your business via community-powered marketing. I also welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, at Sue Freck, or find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you.